Hey, hey, good bitches, and welcome to this week's episode of How to Be a Good Bitch. I'm Jules Rangihuia. And I'm Jody Clark. On this week's ep, we share our recent discovery that this podcast is in fact cock-blocking us from finding our husbands. Mm-hmm. More on that later. We've got a locationship problem with a listener who needs our help, Jodes, ending on a hilarious confession that includes um what should I what tip should I give includes a bodily fluid ow I'm not disclosing which one but Jones it was your birthday yesterday how was it how are you feeling my love yes I'm actually feeling so content post ISO birthday I'm still gonna drag this bitch out all year best believe so I still want to do you know like a big a big shenanigans a big shindig in the real in the real world um but look it was super mellow super nice I just felt the love Jules I just felt the love that's all I can hope for hey exactly I bought um a big bottle of tequila for margaritas my lovely housemate slash bestie made um us margaritas and we had a beautiful beautiful Mexican meal I got some really thoughtful cards and gifts and honestly it was in spite of this whole shit storm, it was a really nice day. But as I said, we're still put, turning up post ISO. Every week is going to be fucking bottomless brunch. Bottomless brunch. Yes. We will find the, the bottomless of the most bottomless brunch for you, my love. Yeah. It's um, still going and down. I know for, someone, for someone who was trying to buy you gifts, mm. it's fucking. And for people whose love language is gift giving, this time, everyone says physical touch is so hard right now. This time is hard for us people who love to go above and beyond for their friends on their birthday. It's fucking really hard. So That's you. That's no Jules. You are a big gift giver, like an amazing gift giver. I did want to mention the amazing gift that I got from Jules. It was a beautiful email. Um, me and Jules are quite um, on the low into our woo-woo shit. So I got an astrology report, a past life report. It was fucking lit. Um, but more we'll important. perhaps have a whole episode on that, hey? Yeah, I think we could. Let's let's see how we go. But it's definitely something we've got up our sleeves if, if you listeners are interested in that. But honestly, Jules, I want to say what really actually touched me the most was your beautiful email. It's uh, during these times, it really is the words from your friends. And Jules just wrote me this really genuine email just about, you know, meeting me and just the, you know, the friendship that we've developed and obviously our working relationship, our business relationship. We're 50 50 in this business. Look, you might look at it as a podcast, but it's a motherfucking business. We've invested money in this. We've got an ABN. We have a fucking music license. Like it is a ting. And she just wrote, like the most beautiful, it's, it's our, it's our private message. It's a private email. So I'm not going to read it, but it bloody brought me to tears, Jules. I just want to <laughs> honor you for that beautiful note. Cause it really is words. As you say, during this time, we kind of physical touch. So for me, um, it really meant a lot 
for everyone. Honestly, yeah. So after writing that, I was like, okay, Jane Austen. <laughs> I like Jodie Picoult. All right, calm down, Penguin, for with all the job offers. I was like, if all my girlfriends can come through with these beautiful bloody words of affirmation and these thoughtful fucking love notes, where are my kings at with the same? I need that same energy in, in my love life because my girlfriends are fucking amazing. But that is so, for listeners who don't know, that is so like Jodie's like top two of love languages is words of affirmation. Yes. After every podcast recording, Jodie always says, did you think I did good? Did I do good? <laughs> I'm like, yes, babe, you did great. And it's so hard for me because that is like the lowest of my lowest. So it's really hard for me to show Jodie that I love her in that way. So yes, writing that birthday card was a, a big ting for me. So I'm so glad it was appreciated, babe. Yeah, and I just, yeah, I got a lot of the words of affirmation during this time. So I think that's why I had such a, a lovely day. Mm. Um, mine was actually, I don't have any tea. Oh, I have a tiny bit of tea for you, you girls and guys, okay. but we do talk about that in Main Topic, don't we, Joe? It's about yes, the we do. I was no, we getting. do. We do. Look, my week, oh, another week, another lit Zoom meeting. Who's surprised? Ugh. No one. Um <laughs> I'm really surprised my skin isn't like a yellow orangey tinge from all the wine I've been drinking. And it's kind of frustrating because I can feel myself slowly putting on weight, but by just having a couple of wines every night, like I've been drinking every day, but not to like a full throttle extent. So I'm like, fuck it. Should I just blow out every night? But no, the mental health comes first. So I won't be doing that. So yeah, no tea for you listeners, but me and my father, funny enough, have been obsessed with watching this Netflix series, Too Hot to Handle. Jodes, have you ever watched it? I've seen some um, chat about it on Instagram, but I haven't watched the show myself. So I, I'm going to need you to break this down for me. What's it about? Okay, so it's like, imagine, it's like Big Brother, but everyone is hot and horny and like mm-hmm. under the age of 25, mm-hmm. so peak peak horny. Um and you, they have a cash prize of $100,000 and if they don't have sex or touch each other, that money remains. So let's say if they kiss, then they lose $3,000 or if they have sex, they lose $15,000. Oh, my so, God. I mean, obviously I was sitting there screaming at the TV because, first of all, I don't think any guy is worth $300, let alone $3,000 for a tune. <laughs> but Jones, I had to, it got me thinking because everyone just started going crazy and fucking like rabbits. Are there any of your past hookups that you would spend money on? So if that 100K was yours, yep. would you waste any amount of money to go back in time and have a cert, like a specific sex session or a hookup that was worth $3,000? So do I get the, like, Okay, so like if I just wanted like a cheeky poke in the park, would that be worth like 2000 Like can I select from the menu what I would like him to do to me? How does it work? No, so once the P hits the V, it's like an immediate $16,000 minimum, regardless okay. if it was good or not. So a tune or a hookup, sorry, I'm speaking very WA terms, a tune <laughs> or a hookup is um, $3,000, regardless if it go for how long it goes for. And then you go up from there, my love. So you choose. Wow. So you, you really want a good rogering of 16K. I'd want a 24-hour sex sesh if I'm paying $16,000. Yeah. But that thing better be down to his kneecaps. Do I like? Do I get to have him for twenty four hours? Is it just however long he can last? It's however long he can last. Okay, no, I can definitely. Okay, so I've got two. Did you say what's my bank? Two hundred thousand. 
Your bank is 100,000. Okay. I reckon I would dip into the hundy thousand definitely probably once for one individual. Wow. Was it toxic D? It was fucking toxic. <laughs> and I... Sorry if my laugh sounds wet. I, I was pissing myself, so I had to pull myself back from the mic listeners. <laughs> but, if it's, but if it's just for 16K, right? I mean, fucking, mate, my rent's 1300 a week. What the fuck's 16K these days? I live in Sydney, bro. Whoa. See, I don't reckon any. I reckon one of my exes, once we had this real good session that was like we both looked at each other after and was like, whoa, are we soulmates? Like that's how like <laughs> it was great connection. But I'm a, but Jules, I'm also thinking, right, is this like how long do I have to go without? So in my brain I'm thinking like forever. Sorry, it's a month. They're on an island for a month. They literally oh, just have to last for one month. Okay, honey, if it's for a month, I'm just I'm just I'm just having some self sex. I'm not spending six sixteen K. No, no, babe, that costs you as well. That cost you. There How is much absolutely you're... no touching. I think like wanking, um, well, one of them gave each other head and I think that that was 6000 So I'm assuming wanking would be 3000 Okay, maybe I'd masturbate for 3000 whilst thinking of the $16,000 guy. See, I'm so, this is kind of like my spending habits as well. I'm so like an all or nothing <laughs> girl. So I'd be like, as soon as I start to lick the fingers and go down south, <laughs> I'd be like, fuck it, I might as well just get Roger in here and have a good dick in. Fuck, let's we'd be get, awful on this. Let's get toxic, toxic Tommy in here for a 24-hour ride. <laughs> also, I would not let them leave. I'd be like, nah, this is my $16,000. We're going again. And this time I'm not going on top. <laughs> My fucking legs hurt. But I wanted to get into it with you mm. because you've told me something and it's actually made me so furious this entire, well, the last three days, Joe. Oh, fuck. You said, what you have I said done? that one of your bitch-ass girlfriends, one of your girlfriends shamed you for wearing a G-banger and I'm shook. She did. No, in the in the nicest way. She wasn't like she wasn't because she'll be listening. Shout out, to, I love you. Um, she wasn't shame shaming me in a nasty way, but she was just like, oh, oh, like she thought it was real racy that I was wearing like a G banger just like during the day, like under my PJs. And I'm like, what are you talking about? This is just like my daily kit, bro. What do you mean? To me, G-strings are barely there. They're so comfortable. They make my ass look, if I was in a full brief Bonds boy shorts, Mm -hmm. my ass would look like an apple. It goes from an apple to a full-blown peach if I'm in a banger. Yeah, I feel myself so hard when I'm in a G-string. Me too. I just feel spicier. I like the feeling of it. It's super comfortable. It goes with every, every outfit. I like my cheeks being airy. It's airy. It's free. I like that I can, you know, you can get your squat on. You can get your squat. You can really clap those cheeks. It's like, hello. It's just freeing, honey. I reckon the only time I wear full knickers is um, if I've got my period and it's like night one or two and I have to wear a pad. Like that is absolutely the only time. And this might be going a bit off topic because we do need to go to social soon. (laughs) But uh, me and my ex Boothang, we mm. made a sex tape and we will probably do a full episode on this. We made a sex tape Ooh. and from above I was wearing a red G banger. This was during foreplay and I was like, um, I should be paid millions for this video. I look <laughs> hot as fuck. It was like yes. this amazing bird's eye view of me in a red G banger. And I was like, honestly, first off, I need to dump your ass. <laughs> Second off, I need to be paid. 
First of all, oh I'm a fucking sex queen. <laughs> but hey, we could talk about us for days, but we do need to go to break. We do. So guys, before you come back, make sure you subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcast, whether that's Apple or Spotify, we're all over the shop. Search how to be a good bitch, rate us five stars, and then make sure you follow us on Instagram at good be podcast. Fuck, we have some laughs on there. So make sure you join us there and we'll be right back. All right, guys, we are back with our main topic. And this week was time to talk about how this podcast is cock blocking the fuck out of us. It is. What brought it to our attention is mm-hmm. um, I got a message from a future first husband, a future baby daddy, a future fling. He's just a future something and I can feel that he's a future something. Yes. And we were talking um, on Messenger and he said, what have you been up to? And I said, well, you know, I'm back in Perth, but thank goodness I've still got the potty. Um, it's keeping me sane. And he said, oh, my God, do you actually have a podcast? Ha, ha, ha. Send me the link. <laughs> oh, fuck. Fuck, 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 Do I link him to Nigella Lawson, like how to cook? Like, I don't know. Do I, do I catfish him and link him to a complete different podcast? All we talk about is like how white boys have the biggest dicks. I'm so, I got so flustered and nervous. It took me three business days to reply to this man. Ah! And I just said, hey, like. If the, I don't know if it's your thing, but I am a single millennial woman and, you know, because I was like, fuck, I've got to back myself, you know. Yeah. But Jodes, have you been, you know, since we are reaching, um, you know, stardom, <laughs> have you re- have you had any of these experiences where, you know, you, the, the podcast has cock-blocked you? Oh, my God, absolutely. I've been getting frustrated. God, we had some laughs about this, this situation of yours, Jules, because it was mm. just, yeah, for me, so relatable. Um, and also kind of frustrating because like, I feel like they can pair the way we are on the podcast, you know, with our millions of followers and our legion of fans, <laughs> our legion of good bitches who are so loyal, they can pair us to how we are on the podcast, to how we are in real life. And recently I was, ch- I was chatting to Jules about how a, a recent love interest, we were on some very deep Deep car dates, deep in the car dates. I remember right? a couple of episodes back. Your it, car dates. It yeah. was two car dates, very, very serious relationship. And um, he called me shy at one point, and it was almost like he was expecting me to like jump him in the back seat and ride him into the sunset. Um, purely because, you know, we speak so openly and so candidly about sex and relationships on a podcast. And it's like, mm. hold up again, what is with this whole sense sensibility around women being only one or the other it's like you have to earn that I, I'm actually a multi-dimensional multi-faceted woman just because I can confidently talk about my vagina doesn't mean uh, you then are owed it you know yeah so was this guy expecting you to jump him in the front seat and ride him off into the sunset he didn't because- say it as much but he referred to our episode about when we're talking about shooting our shot and he thought, Mm. I think he thought that by that I meant that I wanted to like basically fuck him. 
Oh, okay. So he was like, put your money where your mouth is. Basically, that was put your mouth on my cock. That's basically the energy I was getting. Like he expected me to like fully be down, down for it just because we were having laughs about shooting our shot and, you know, Mm. but it's like, hang on, if I like you, I still want to take my time. But, but, you know, there might be a different guy next week that I want to just do that with. But it's like, again, it's, it's, oh no, there will be, babe. Once ISO is over, we're hoeing it up just to let you know. Exactly. But it's not a one size fits all approach. And it's not with women. We say who, we say when. I don't, you know what I mean? It's not up, it's not you to tell me how I'm supposed to feel about you. I'll fucking let you know. Yeah, for sure. I think this podcast does um, cock block us. Yeah, for certain males, but I think in the past I have actually been the main cock block for myself, Jodes. Like mm. I can think of, oh, I reckon up until like two years ago, I would constantly turn guys down because I didn't have my pussy waxed. I didn't have, you know, my eyebrows might have been a tiny bit bushy. Um, I felt like I was five kilos heavier that week. Guys mm. just want to fuck. But here I was being like, I'm sorry, I'm so busy tonight. Um, mm. You know, dinner with the girls. You you damn well know I was horizontal eating Uber Eats, you know. Like yeah. I was just cock-blocking myself. They probably just wanted to, you know, pull the pants down, put the knickers to the side and put it in. Yeah. But I was the one that was like, oh, no, everything has to be perfect. And, you know, when I ended up going over there, when my head is face first in his pillow and my ass is up, do you reckon he's caring about that tiny bit of regrowth? <laughs> Exactly. They're not giving a fuck. All they care about is that they're getting the dick wet. So do you feel like you cop blocked yourself by just putting too much pressure on yourself? Oh, for sure. Too yeah. Much. And then in hindsight, obviously now that I'm such a wise old woman, in hindsight, I'm like, they just wanted to fuck as much as you did, but it was in your head thinking, oh, they're going to see that cellulite. They're going to see that stretch mark, blah, blah, blah. And now I'm like, you know what? They will get it how it's served. Honestly. Trust me, girls. When you're naked in bed with a guy, he's not giving a fuck about your stretch marks on your breasts, your stretch marks on your hips. If you've got a couple hairs, he's just fucking excited that you are currently naked in bed with him. I promise you that. 100%. But Jodes, how do you, how do you cock block yourself? Because we do trip ourselves up time and time again, don't we? I think I cock block myself at times for being like a bit too Aries with it, a little bit too Mm. aggressive. Like Mm -hmm. I feel like I've learned to slowly sort of come a little bit into my feminine energy a little bit more with it. Mm. And that's not to say I won't display interest, but I think I do prefer the man to lead and do the work. Whereas I'm so impatient. I'm kind of like, all right, then, well, if this isn't a thing, fuck off. Like I've kind of fucked myself by being too impatient and too aggressive. So over time I've noticed I've become a lot more mellow with it, a lot more chilled out, and things have started to flow a bit nicer for me by being that, that, do you know what I mean, a bit more mellow about it, less aggressive. And, you know, I have been told in the past that I can be a little intimidating. So I've taken that on board too. Yeah. I mean, it's hard for me to change it. You know, it's like 26 Mm. years of, um, you know, growing up with brothers and growing up, you know, in a real Massian household. It's going to be, that's going to take a long time to change. And me too. Like I I was an only child, so I didn't really have brothers and sisters in the house to bounce off. I've got a half brother, but I was the only child in the house. So maybe there's something in that as well. Being an only child, asserting myself from a young age, maybe to try and get attention or who knows? I just, yeah. maybe it's just, I'm just that bitch. I think as well, obviously with us, you know, getting mm. older, Yes. <laughs> um, I find that I don't have the time, but then I'm like, well, you complain about all these fuck boys, yet mm. you don't give anyone 
time. You know, honestly, I'm like, guys, don't even bother flirting. Either propose or keep it moving. Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> so totally. how is anyone supposed to get over that three date rule or, you know, get to know me if I'm like next, next, next? Yeah. And I think that goes into, yeah, what I was saying about just having a bit more patience with it, giving someone a bit more of a chance. I've been too hard and fast. Like if you're not going to give me, you know, this, that, and the other right off the bat, then you can fuck off. Do you know what I mean? percent. Can I just say though, mm. all hail this podcast because I have had a very, very good success story. I oh. have had someone come up to me in the club oh. um, in Sydney and they said that they were a fan of the potty and I didn't know this person prior. Yes. Um, so, you know, he was really cute. So oh. I, I, I know he's going to be listening. So hello, Henry. No, I'm kidding. Hello, but King. I know he will be. He will be listening. He is a king. He's a king. Um, and I ended up sleeping with him and lo and behold, this guy knew exactly what I wanted because I always talk about, you know, being fucked from behind and being pulled the hair. He knew all the right moves. He went down on me for years. Oh my goodness. Because so he would have heard that you love that, right? You, we're all he about heard cunnilingus. It. Yeah, we're all yes. about the, we're very pro cunnilingus on this channel. So as Jodes and I have always said, our DMs are open. Mm-hmm. You know what we like. Mm-hmm. You know, what's what's the hold up? But I if mean, you're scared of masturbation, if you're scared of cunnilingus, then best keep it moving, boo. But Jodes, what is going to be our GB tip of the week? Okay, so In terms of cock blocking, I feel like the best tip we can impart is don't cock block yourself by thinking that you have to be what your partner wants you to be. And by partner, I mean your love interest, the opposite sex, whatever you're feeling like you need to be, just don't be that. Just be authentic. So case in point, recently there was a guy I was interested in, right? And we were running chat and it became apparent to me that he was quite sort of taken aback by the fact that I had an episode about masturbation on the podcast. Mm -hmm. And I could tell right off the bat, Jules, that he was weirded out by that. He was like, whoa, he made a couple of comments. And so right there, I was like, well, look, I'm not going to tone down my personality Mm -hmm. and, you know, chase the D by being what I think he wants me to be. Or dulling mm-hmm. down my yep. personality. So at that point, I just I just left it alone and actually stopped pursuing him because I was like, well, fuck that. I'm not going to mm. pretend that I'm not something that I am. Like, you know, GB tip of the week, be authentic, you know, and, and follow what you like, just follow what you, what you feel. Like even recently, another example, one of like, remember how I was just talking about Jules, how I felt like lately I've been really enjoying just kind of taking a step back, being a little bit mellow about it, letting the man lead and just kind of trusting the universe to bring me those Kings, not feeling like I have to push mm-hmm. and you know, it'll all be revealed in time. So one, a, a good girlfriend of mine, she wants to set me up with a hot friend of hers, right? And okay. she said she said to me on the low low, she was like, "Look, because I I said to her, I was like, oh my god, he's cute. Should I slide in the DMs?" And she was like, "Look, mm-hmm. on the low, he's not quite ready for that. Um, he's still getting over his ex. So once she imparts, oh god, I know how punish is it when another we, one of the yeah, it's so yeah. punished when we hear that. But but the point is, once she imparted that little knowledge onto me, I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take a little step back. I'm going to pull back and not be my normal aggressive self and just leave it. And when she's ready to introduce us, it'll happen organically. I'm not going to chase him. I'm not going to slide in the DMs. 
I'm just mm. going to let it lie and just let things happen organically when it's ready. So I actually, I didn't slide in the DMs. I just left it the fuck alone and just pulled back. And I felt kind of good in doing that because I felt like mm. I wasn't forcing things. And I feel yep. like, you know, I've caught blocked myself previously by being too aggressive by forcing it. So that for me felt authentic. How, what, do, what do you the think? The ball's in his court, hey? That exactly. And I, I liked that actually made me feel quite empowered that I'd step back and put the ball back in his court. But I mean, in terms of a tip, what feels right for you? I mean, to be honest, all the guys that are scared off by listening to an episode of my podcast, yeah. our podcast, sorry, yeah. um, it, is not the man's for me. Like yeah. if they are saying that this podcast is a cop block, you ain't my man's because unfortunately this is how I speak on the reg. Yeah. Uh, clits, dildos, orgasms <laughs> are all dining room talk to me. Even last night when, um, like I said earlier, me, when me and my dad were watching that Too Hot to Handle show, I was like, but dad, don't you think the guy in the white shirt just has such toxic dick? Like he'd like, he'd be good for three weekends and then he'd never see you again. My father's like, oh, yes, Julia. <laughs> like this is exactly how I speak. Yeah, so me I too. can't hide that 90% of me just to be all prim and proper and, you know, someone who I definitely am not. So Hope that taught you guys something. <laughs> Sorry about rambling. But, Jodes, let's go to socials. Yes. Make sure during the break you bitches have rated us five stars on Apple Podcasts by searching how to be a good bitch and follow our Instagram at goodbepodcast. We'd love to hear from you. Keep the DMs coming. We'll be right back. All right, guys, we are back with our listener question and I need to thank this listener so fucking much because I feel like she's opened up my brain and read my mind. It's actually quite scary. I mm. said to Jones, well, you're going to not believe that this question is from a listener and isn't from myself. So, mm. Jones, I'm just going to get right into it. Get into it. Listener says, so I'm living in Perth but I'm from Melbourne. I've always been for the cut him if they don't serve you, boy, bye kind of attitude. Oh, my God, so me. I find it hard to do that here because it's so small. Feels like all I end up doing is bumping into boys who I'd planned on forgetting they existed, explanation. What's your advice for when you, for when you cross paths with boys who were a waste of time or even girls I don't want to see again? How do I navigate that situation without looking like a psycho if I'm rude, etc.? Oh my god, I love this question. Oh my gosh, so Jones fucking relatable. Well, we're both we're both from pretty, you know, we're both not from Sydney. We're both from smaller towns. Jodes yeah. more so. Yeah. So, Jodes, what is your advice to this listener? It's definitely situational, right? Because if someone has done you dirty, you don't have to roll up and be like, "Oh, hi, Samuel." You left me in the gutter and broke my heart. But how is your life? Like, don't be fake. But I think if you can, I, I always like the just being cordial approach and just mm. keeping it pushing. Because mm-hmm. if you're if you're emotional, it just shows that you fucking care. Yeah. And nothing's yeah. more strong than just actually, oh, hey, Sam, how are you going? Yeah, nice yeah. one. I'm just here being fucking sexy. Great to bump into you. Bye. I, so in terms of navigating that situation, just be polite, treat it like it's just a business associate and then keep it pushing. 
So, look, I'm all for the keeping it classy. What What do you reckon, Jules? Listener, babe, I am completely on your level and I think I need help with this as well because I am very much like I will take a bullet for you, but if you do me wrong, mm. you will know about it and we will never be the same. Trust me, yeah. never be the same. So I think what I've learned over the years of, you know, coming back annually, especially over Christmas time, and you do bump into, you know, Paul who you fucked on the beach that one time and who didn't call you back. Yeah. I never speak ill of them, yeah. even if I think really badly of them. Because yeah. when people go, didn't you, you know, didn't you sleep with Henry or didn't you used to date um fucking Paul? I'm trying to think of a name that I haven't actually <laughs> I'm trying to think of a name. You know, didn't you used to um date Patrick? I'm like, yeah, yeah, we dated. Um really good guy and I immediately changed the subject. Yeah. So they would never know. And obviously, you know, you tell your best, you know, your best girlfriend all, yeah. your, all the true tea. Yes. But I just act so mature, so mature about it. And I never speak ill of them because Perth is such a small place. This shit spreads like wildfire. Yes. You know, and even if you don't mean to say something mean, I mean, I'm using air quotes, mm-hmm. you know, people twist that shit. So, so long as you can act as nice as you can. And, you know, just let those secrets out to your mum, your sister, your best friend about how you really, really feel so you get that um, release. Yeah. I think you can keep it pushing. Yeah. I think it's a good way. It's just a good way to network, just full stop. It sounds like we're kind of on the same page with that one, Jules. Yeah. Keep keep it classy. Keep it pushing. We love you. Thank you so much. I loved, I was obsessed with that question when it came through. But now, Jodes, speaking of obsessed, I've got a confession for you. Yes. Let me just pull up my notes. Pull up this very juicy note. And what did I say? I said um, bodily fluid, hey? Oh, we might have a new sheriff in town, by the way. This bitch needs to run the podcast because she is a boss-ass bitch. Okay. Oh, do I know this okay. person? No, you have no idea. Okay. I, 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 this is just a listener. I don't know this person Okay. So okay. I'm just going to read it word for word. Okay. Um, so listener says, So maybe four weeks ago, the last night we could go out before Rona, me and my girls decided to head to a bar and have some last weekend cocktails. Anyway, one thing led to another. Next minute, my one drink led to 10 and I was a loose unit. I'd been chatting to this guy for most of the night, but my recent history has shown that when I've had one too many, I'm a little bit blind as to whether someone's a vibe or not. Oh, babe, aren't we all? Aren't we all? This is, is this my memoir? All right. <laughs> but this guy was pretty funny, so I took him home. When we got back to mine, we got into bed and I noticed he was way too drunk. I also sobered up a little and just wasn't into it at all. He started to fall asleep and was snoring so, so loud and I was so not vibing him. So I what? left him in my bed and slept on the couch, wishing I'd never brought him back in the first place. Fuck, oh I've done that a couple God, times Oh, my God, I'm fucking well. dying. So I barely slept all night and was so grumpy about not being able to lie in my bed. My housemate got up in the morning and came out into the living area and asked me why I was asleep on the couch. I told her I had the shittest sleep and I wanted to sleep in my bed. She was like, then why don't you? And I said, because some guy is in there. And she said, no, there isn't. Praise the Lord. He'd snuck out and I could go lie in my bed. So I walked back into my room with delight only to get on the bed and realize he had pissed in the bed and completely soaked my mattress through. (gasps) Then snuck out and left me to clean it up. Oh, no. No message, 
nothing from him. So given I am a fucking boss, bitch, I found him on social media and made him give me money for a whole new bed. And can I tell you, whilst it was annoying, this mattress is $1,000 more expensive and way more comfortable. I love it. That's king fucking energy right that is, there. She has a huge penis. She has a huge dick. She has a big dick and I would like to have sex with this woman immediately. I'm attracted like, to this woman. For, for I'm that, for so that. attracted. <laughs> I love oh my you. God. I bet you she bought those fucking koala mattresses. She had just gone from Ikea futon to a koala for sure. I hope she got her a bomb ass protector too. Oh, my goodness. Guys, I think that's it for today. We, we're going to wrap it up and get out of here. I want my second wine, so I've got to leave you, Bays. But please follow us. At Good B Podcast on IG, DM us questions, confessions. If anything makes you think of us, I'm obsessed with reading them. I'm, I'm obsessed with getting them. I have all the time in my hands. We do. Um, we, we really do more than ever. And we will be in your ears next Tuesday morning. Thank you so much. Love ya.